When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker CuzCast for all podcast updates and more. It is our Illinois preview tonight. Nebraska plays Illinois at Illinois on Friday night. 7 p.m. game on FS, FS1. Guys, Illinois, they are 2-3 and three on the year, 0-2 in conference. They are 0-5 against the spread, kind of like me last week in our uh, games of the week. Last week, they were throttled by Purdue 19-44. Interestingly enough, neither team in this contest has beaten a Power 5 team yet. What are we going to see here? So... Uh, first of all, let's talk about a Friday night game. Derek, do you like Friday night games or even Thursday night games? Whatever. If it's a non-Saturday game for the Huskers, what is your take? I, I mean, it is what it is. I don't love them. I, I think it's stupid. I, it's that's Friday nights for high school football, and I don't go to a lot of high school football, but I know a lot of fans out there do. Especially if you got kids playing football, football. It, it's. Leave it alone. I, I I don't like the Friday night games for that. I, it's fun. I, it's a primetime game, so I guess that part's all right. I just I just don't like the fact that you're trying to compete. You're trying to compete with the high school football teams. All right, let me ask you, Derek. If Tyson was in high school football right now, and he's playing Friday night, which game are you watching? I'm probably watching the Husker game on my phone while I'm sitting at Tyson's game. Oh, okay. All right. Way to go, way to go. Tyler, what is your take? Visionary, Derek, visionary. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I will say this. I, I used to hate them more than I do now. Um, you know, there, there's something nice, uh, not necessarily when Nebraska plays, but just in general, being able to watch a good game on a Friday night, like I enjoyed last Friday with Utah, Oregon State. So it's nice to get those you know, single games that you may not normally watch, but, and, and if it is Nebraska and if I wasn't going to the game, it's kind of nice to have your Saturday wide open to watch all the rest of college football, because obviously Nebraska dominates the TV set when they're on. So I would say that I I don't like them, but I am a little bit more neutral than maybe in the past for the fault for those reasons. So, yeah. Yeah. I love I love college football on Thursday nights, Friday nights. It's something to watch, something to do, because uh, you know we're. I'm re- I I will say this: I'm ready for some action on on Wednesday nights. Yeah, it's coming up, coming up. I'm ready. I, I am ready for that. I always like to gamble on those games. So. And then when it's on Tuesday and Wednesday nights, even bonus, you know, something to put on in the background. But no, I I don't mind the Friday night games. I'd prefer Nebraska not playing them, but uh, you know when. 
But we are what we are today. Whatever. I don't. I don't mind Thursday night games. Like those don't bother me. I. I just don't like competing with the high school. I let let the high school kids have their day. Well, you. But Thursday nights you're competing with JV. I don't see you saying anything about JV games. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Illinois. Here we go. Uh, Illinois. They're three and a half point favorites in this game. The over under is forty three. Derek. Got to go to you for the key stats in this one. What are they? All right. There's some really good ones here because statistically this this game really matches up for Nebraska pretty well. Uh, As we know, Nebraska's uh, 13th in the country in rushing, first in the Big Ten. Uh, Illinois is not good at stopping the run. They are – I got to read my small print here, but – 108th in the country and 14th in the Big Ten. Last place in the Big Ten at stopping the run. Uh, they do pass the ball well. They're, uh, well, I don't know about well. They pass the ball average. Uh, they sit, they're they sitting at 60th in the country and 5th in the Big Ten in passing. Uh, but here's the thing. They give up a lot of sacks. and I, I was a little shocked to see that they are averaging... 14, or I mean, I'm sorry, four sacks a game. They are 14th in the Big Ten in sacks allowed. And another another category I was really shocked to see was the fact that they don't get a lot of sacks. Uh, they're only averaging one in, 1.4 sacks a game, 107th in the country. Uh, the only team teams that are that are worse than them that we have left on our schedule are Northwestern and Iowa. Those are the only two teams that we play that have less sacks than what Illinois has. Uh, I mean, I don't know. We could, There's a lot of stats here, but I, I think those are the big ones right there. Like, that's key for Nebraska that you can run the ball on this team because that's how you're going to win this game. Tyler, anything stand out to you that Derek hasn't already covered? Um, I mean – I think if you were going to look at some like overall uh, stats that are kind of impressive, is that's going to favor Nebraska is going to be looking at third down. Um, that's obviously the key down. We haven't always been great there. Uh, Purdue has uh, only converted on thirty two percent of their. I mean Illinois. Illinois, sorry, uh, Purdue. Uh, God damn, I did it again. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking ahead. Uh, Illinois has only converted thirty two uh, percent of. 37.2% of the third downs. I'll get that right. And uh, they're allowing 48.7% of their third downs. And I was looking at some of the games they played. Uh, and these are the team's average third downs they played. Uh, uh, Toledo 6.5. Kansas 6. Penn State 7.4. Florida Atlantic 8.5. So they're not exactly necessarily just giving up third and shorts. They're doing okay on first and second down. And then they just cannot get off the field on those third and long. So that'll be interesting to see if Nebraska can generate the passing attack. Um, they're, they're averaging 72 penalty yards per game, which is very high. So a very undisciplined team out of uh, Brett Bielma and the Illini. Tanner, I just want to add on to the third down because that's what really stood out to me also. Because most of the categories, they are low in the country, which is like, okay, whatever. But when you look at the third down, they are really low. The third down offense is 118th. You said it was 32%. But 
Uh, and then the defense, which you said was 48%, that's ranks 122 in the nation. Not great. So that's uh, that is well, it, it, another stat that that is very key for Nebraska is they they don't hold on to the ball very long. They're 112th in the country in time of possession. What is Nebraska? Uh, 77th. And which, I mean, that last game really kind of killed that. Because we were averaging over 30 minutes a game till, last, till after that last game. Now we're averaging 29, a little over 29 minutes a game. Almost 30 minutes a game. All right. Tyler, who are the key uh, players for Illinois that we should be looking out for? Well, a name that's not uh, lost on Nebraska fans is Isaiah Williams. He's still there, and he is still damn productive. He leads the Big Ten right now in uh, receptions for the year. Uh, obviously, has been very productive there, and uh, bad history for Nebraska. Um, and looking at that, and then I, I would kind of point to maybe a shock in the positive direction for Illinois and Luke Altmeyer. Uh, Luke Altmeyer came in from Ole Miss. Um, I think a lot of people didn't have high expectations from him. Uh, he's completing, uh, has over a thousand yards already on the season. And I, yes, interceptions have been a trouble, but he is two games in a row of no interceptions. So uh, maybe he's figuring out a little bit of that turnover bug himself. But uh, yeah, when you look at the offense, those would be probably the two big names that Nebraska fans will definitely hear their names called on uh, sat- on Friday. So a little bit about Luke Altmaier. There were some surprising stats to me here. Uh, he's completing 75% of his passes. I mean, you talk about his interceptions. He's thrown seven interceptions. Six of those have come under pressure or, or when he was blitzed. Um, so so we got to get some pressure on this guy. Uh, he has 175 yards rushing. And that may not sound like a lot, but I bring up the fact that he's been sacked an average of four times a game. And he still has 175 yards rushing. That's pretty impressive, really, when you when you've been sacked that many times. Well, and add to it that he is leading Illinois in carries as well. Well, part of that leading in the team in carries goes to the fact that Reggie Love did not play last week against Purdue. True. Um, he is second on the team in carries. He is practicing this week. Brett Bielman confirmed it, so we will see if he is ready to go on Friday. I'm not. I don't know what held him out of the Purdue game. Um, so we'll be a definitely a guy that I think Husker fans are hoping we do not see on Friday night because okay. he is their best running back. Um, their true freshman, uh, Caden Fegan, did come in and look pretty good last week. 85 yards, 7.7 yards a carry against Purdue. Uh, admittedly, I have not got a chance to go back and rewatch that game yet. I was cu- hoping to catch a 60 uh minute recap of that one but i didn't get a chance to watch that yet so i am a little bit curious where those yards took place because as we talked about earlier purdue kind of took him behind the woodshed in the second half so maybe he got some uh light late carries but yeah um some running backs definitely to keep an eye on so i want to talk about isaiah williams a little bit here Uh, you talked about him already and he has been a nightmare for nebraska uh, he he has uh, thirty receptions, or I mean, I, I'm sorry, he has a reception in thirty consecutive games, which is like third in the country right now for receivers, for consecutive games. 
He's been kind of a go-to guy. But when it comes down to getting touchdowns, he's got none. Their, their touchdown guy is Pat Bryant. And he's got 16 receptions for 155 yards. But he's got three of Altmyer's five touchdowns. Anybody on defense you want to point out, Derek? Oh, sure. We can talk about... Uh, well, let's let, let's let's start out with the law firm, as they call themselves, and Keith Randolph and Johnny Newton Jerzon. He goes by he calls himself Johnny. Apparently, uh, those two have been a bit of a nightmare on that defensive line. Uh, Newton's got three tackles for loss and two sacks, two pass breakups, and two block kicks so far on the year. Two block kicks. Wow. Yeah. Tristan Alvano. Uh, <laughs> Another and then, and, then, and then Keith Randolph, he's got 30 tackles, which is, I think they said second, second yeah. in all defensive tackles in the country. Uh, he's also got uh, three, three and a half tackles for loss and, and one and a half sacks. Um, that's going to be a tough duo to, for our offensive line to deal with. Uh, Tyler, you kind of talked about their secondary, but they still got Miles Scott back there. And I don't know if he's a newer guy, but he's got one interception for a touchdown, three pass breakups already this year. And Xavier Scott, who's got an interception, a forced fumble, and five pass breakups already this year. So they still got some pretty decent guys in that secondary, which I don't think we'll have to worry about a whole lot. But Yeah, those are the guys that I had also on uh... – uh, defense that uh, are people to watch out for. Uh, Tyler, what are some of the uh, keys to victory for Illinois? Where do they have an advantage? Well, I mean, I don't know if you can look at much this year in advantage. I mean, I, I think when you look at this Illinois team and where it, where it scares me is going to be that defensive line against Nebraska's offensive line. Yes, that defensive line hasn't been as productive but you kind of hit on some of the guys there. I mean, this is a room going into the season. Um, you know, Nebraska fans, I mean, and Big Ten fans across the board was really scared about. I know, uh, you know, the Eyes on Big podcast, they thought they might have had the best defensive front in the Big Ten on that. Uh, they haven't looked at this year, but with Newton and Randolph there, uh, they're definitely a force to be reckoned with. And our offensive line, especially in pass protection, hasn't always looked great. Um, I, you know, I talked about their third down conversion as kind of a con against them, but what they have done is force a lot of teams to throw on third down and that's not Nebraska's strength. So, you know, they're, they're going to try to get you out to long that defensive line can put pressure on them. Um, on the offensive side, I mean, it, it's really what the, the key to victory is getting Isaiah Williams, the ball, um, Isaiah Williams has had a field day against Nebraska. There is no team in the big 10 who he has more reception in his career against, he has a total in his career of 134 yards and two touchdowns against Nebraska. So he has kind of shredded our defense historically. I mean, the keys to the victory are get us in third and long, let that defensive line overpower our offensive line, and on offense, get Isaiah Williams the ball and hope he can break a ball play. You know what also, what also is very scary about Illinois? This is pretty impressive. In the red zone, they are 93% in the red zone, which is ranks 19th in the country. Now, Nebraska's defense, we rank 123 in the nation. And 
correct me if I'm wrong, Derek, but I don't think Nebraska has a defensive stop in the red zone yet this year. I think they have allowed a score in 100% of possessions in the red zone. So that is, if you get Illinois in the uh, red zone, if they get in there, that defense needs to do something there. Well, I think, I think it's. I think extent. if they get in the red zone, they're going to score. I think. Yeah. I mean, the stat, the stats tell us that if Illinois gets in the red zone, they're scoring on Friday night. Yep. And I also think that uh, throwing the ball, I think that they can find uh, some opportunities to throw the ball against us. Uh, Deshaun Singleton, Luke Reimer, out again for this game, so there's going to be some areas to exploit there. So it's. They they have a little bit of things going for them, even though statistically this year they uh, look like a poverty program. <laughs> I, I, I but again, I, I so so my keys to the game is going to be let let Altmaier continue to do what he's doing. He's throwing the ball well, seventy five percent completion percent. I mean that's good through five games. That's really really good. Uh, he's a good quarterback. I mean I I get the interceptions. Look bad, but like Tyler said, he's gone two games in a row now without an interception. Uh, that that's where that that's where Illinois scares me the most is their passing game. I, their defensive line, I get, I get what you're coming from, Tyler, and you're probably right about that. Uh, but with their offense or their defense being so bad at rush defense, and our in our offense being good at running the ball, I, I think I think we're probably okay with that part as. More so than I think we could stop Luke Altmaier. Well, and, and so and as, as we talk about the stats of Illinois, I think it is important to put a little bit of context in this because they, while yes, they have not been a Power Five team this year. I mean, they beat Toledo, um, and I know you guys scoff at the Toledo, but they are four and one right now uh, with their one loss being to Illinois. They lost to Kansas, which I think we all look at that as a game that's like, yeah, I I could see losing to Kansas. And then but, they, but let's be fair. That that Kansas game was much more of a blowout than what the score indicated. Sure. But I would also point maybe that Florida Atlantic game was quite as close as the score led on. I mean, they they were they pulled a Patrick Mahomes and kneeled it inside the red zone, inside I think the five yard line at the end of the game, where they could easily score it again. I mean, they got blown out against Penn State, but I mean a lot of teams are going to get blown out by Penn State. I mean, really, the one loss they had five they had five turnovers in that game. Yeah, they they pissed that game away too. I, I would say the the one game that's kind of a head scratch is that Purdue game because I I don't know about you guys. A, a game, I thought a, Illinois was a game that they game. were sacked five times in. Yeah, and Florida Atlantic sacked them four times, and Florida Atlantic only has five sacks on the year. Well, and. and yeah, I mean Florida. I mean Purdue. I, I I wonder how much of that was a little bit of a revenge game. Uh, Ryan Walters kind of maybe knew some weaknesses, and and Illinois' offensive line is and it's going to be banged up on Friday, but it's banged up. Uh, Zai Crazer started all twelve games last year at guard. He's injured. Is it going to be playing again? One of their top other linemen, uh, John Garney, is also out this week. So. Um, while he hasn't started every game, I mean, those are two contributors on the offensive line that are both out, which is probably attributed a little bit why this Illinois offensive line hasn't held up. Well, I mean, you, you say they haven't been held. They held up. Altmaier has been pressured on 41.5% of his dropbacks. That's a lot. 
Well, how much is that, that doesn't mean they were that doesn't mean they were blitzed. I mean that was pressured. Well, how much? Is I mean, that? I'm sure that, that that includes the blitzes, but well, and, and our pass rush has kind of gone cold the last couple games. And, Zero and, sacks last two games. Now I, I do think a correlation there, um, or maybe even a causation, is Cam Lenhart hasn't played, and Cam Lenhart has been one of our better pass rushers while he has been in the game. I do wonder if he is going to be healthy. It sounds like he should be, but I thought that last week. Um, and it's I, so it's so hard to tell with the staff because they keep saying, you know, I, I thought Reimer was going to play last game, and I understand something happened with with an infection, whatever, you know. But it just seems like every week it sounded like Jeff Sims was going to be able to play. He hasn't played. Yeah, it sounded, it sounded like Lenhart was going to play. He hasn't played. They, they always seem to make it sound like these guys are ready to play, and then they don't play them. Yeah, that's fair. You guys ready to flip over to Nebraska? What are the keys to victory and the advantage, advantages that Nebraska has, Derek? Uh, so with Illinois allowing, and I'm, I'm kind of repeating myself here, but with Illinois allowing four sacks a game, and it, they gave up two to their to Toledo, and three to Penn State. Everybody else had four, five, and six. I guess they went two, three, four, five, and six of all their games. Uh, so they've out. They just allowed a lot of sacks, even against teams that don't get a lot of sacks. So one of the keys to this game is keeping pressure on on Luke Altmaier because it's something that's not hard to do, and it's something that needs to be done. Because again, under pressure, he throws. He's thrown six of his seven interceptions. So you, you can really cause him to make some mistakes getting pressure on him. And the other key is to run the ball. Keep control of the clock. Keep that offense on the field. And let Anthony Grant and Henrik Harburg run all over this team. Tyler? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Derek. I mean, it, our offense has not been oppressive this year, and it seems like if it's going to get on track, this is a great game to do it. Um, I, I expect a heavy dose of Anthony Grant. I think this is a 30 carry type game for him. I, I could see. Oh, I think I, I could see 50 carries between quarterback and Anthony Grant. Oh, 30. Uh, yeah. Quarterback and Anthony Grant. No, absolutely. No, so 30 carries, 50 carries between the 50 two. carries. I could see 20 carries out of that quarterback room. And 30, I, I, cause I think we can, I think we're going to move the ball very well against Illinois. And I don't think it's going to be through the air. Because we've shown, and not that we can't get him through the air. I just, I, I, I disagree. I, I think you'll see twenty plus with Anthony Grant, but I think Josh Fleeks is probably going to get five to ten carries. See, I we'll see on Josh Fleeks. I know the coaches obviously had the big run last week. I we'll see. I mean, they they didn't play him until the end. No, I get it, but they seem to be pretty high on him now. So, well, hey, do you put uh, Heinrich Harburg on a pitch count for his? Uh, number of runs in this game. So I think this is a good game to run him. I Depen- mean, you have a bye week Dep- next I- week, and you know you have after that you have a little bit of time to recover. I think this is a good game if you're going to run him twenty times. This seems like a good spot. And last week he didn't run a lot. He is pretty healthy and fresh coming off of that Michigan game. He only carried it nine times. Same thing with Anthony Grant. Pretty fresh right now. I think I think this is a good game to go all in on them and just lean on those two. Derek? I'll, I'll say I think it depends on how the game plays out. Because, if I mean, if we can get a good lead, 
then you probably could do a pitch count. But if if it, if it's a dog fight, like it probably will be, then you got to do what it takes to win. And if it takes running Henrik Harburg twenty times, then that's what it takes. But this is this is a game that I, I will get. I, it's just a game that I think you have to start thinking about. We're starting to win some games. So who has the advantage in special teams between these two teams? We know what Nebraska has with uh, their kicking game. Their kicking game with Tristan Alvano hasn't been great. One and four on the season. I'm hoping that we see a little bit more uh, bleak road in this game. Well, their their kicker is four for five and eighty percent kicking field goals. Uh, special teams efficiency, they rank seventy first in the country, and we rank one hundred and fifth. Okay. So I mean, they they have us on punts. They have us on punt returns. They're really, the only thing we're outranking them in is kickoff returns. Is Isaiah Williams is he returning punts this year? Yeah, I don't. I, I let's see. Actually, I might have that. So uh, that is punt. one area that we have not excelled at, at Nebraska this year. Then. Like kind of, I kind of thought that Billy Kemp was going to be a little bit better at returning punts than what he has shown. Wow! And and to answer your question, Isaiah Williams is uh, returning punts. Uh, at least he has the most punt returns. I don't know if he's doing every one, but he has four punt returns on the year for an average of thirteen yards. Oh my goodness! Really? Yeah. Thirteen yards a carry. Twelve twelve point eight. Thirteen yards. Twelve point eight per return. Yeah, but okay. only four. But only four of them. So not doing it often. About one a game. Uh, and it seems like when he gets it, he does something. He's electric. He's been electric. I'd be curious to know how that, I mean, did he return one for a touchdown? No touchdowns. So no touchdowns. I, but I I mean, maybe he's got a long one that's up in that average. I don't know. Okay. So we've talked a lot about Illinois. Uh, stats aren't impressive ranked, you know, in the bottom 20% on most of the categories. Sometimes even the bottom ten percent. So we have a four game stretch between uh, Northwestern. Well, after Illinois, we have Northwestern, Purdue, and Michigan State. Not great teams there. Is Illinois the worst team that Nebraska will face the rest of the season, Derek? I believe so. Yes, uh, at least statistically. I mean, I you can say what you want about coaching and everything, but statistically, right now. The only team that's scoring worse than uh, Illinois is Michigan State. The only teams that, that, that are below them in total offense are Michigan State, Northwestern, and Iowa. There's nobody with a worse defense, total defense or scoring defense-wise. There's nobody worse than, than Illinois. Uh, again, they don't get a lot of sacks. They average the most sacks allowed. In a game, they they're at the bottom with Nebraska, and I believe uh, Michigan State's there too. I believe it's a three way tie for uh, turnover margin. Uh, so I, I just yeah, this is probably statistically our easiest game. Tyler, do you agree? Um, no, I I don't. I mean, I think that if this was on a neutral field, maybe I could give it there. I, I still am going to go with Northwestern is their easiest game left on the schedule. They, they've they been feisty. Those wildcats. I kind of said that in the year. I think they had a little 
they they weren't gonna roll over and die. I think a lot of people, but I I, I would still probably give that edge to Northwestern. It's gonna be at home. It's gonna be after a bye week. I think on a neutral field right now. Yeah, but Illinois, you realize you do realize that Northwestern has a bye week as well. Yes, but they still have to come to Lincoln. So I mean, I I think I think it gets us. Just, I, you I mean, mentioned the bye week. It just doesn't really give but us. But I think that much the bye week advantage. helps us with in the case of Luke Reimer. I think that's a he's one of our five best players on this team. I think getting him healthy is going to help. I I just think that Northwestern does. Plus, I just independently of what's happened this year, if if I go back to a month ago, like this would have been a stupid question. Like Illinois had they scared me. This was a preseason loss for me. I, maybe all of us was a preseason loss. Like oh, yeah. I, I can't. I, I know that September did not go the way Illinois wanted, but I don't know if I'm completely ready to write them off for dead. So no, I don't think this is the easiest game. I would say Northwestern. I think is easier, and then Michigan State's right there. They're they're on this downward trajectory that seems like I don't know if they're going to be able to pull themselves out of. So no, I, I do not think this is the easiest game left on our schedule. So if Nebraska's sitting at two and three, Tyler, we need four more wins to get to bowl eligibility. Is this a must win for Nebraska? This is a must win if we want to win the West. Really? That's it? If we want to make a bowl, this is a good win. This is a this will help a lot. But I, I still look after that bye. I still think all three of those games are extremely winnable. And then it gets in a situation, do I think we are going to go 0-3 down the stretch? I don't think so. I don't think Iowa, especially with Cade being out for the season, I think they can be got um, for, for six wins. So, no, I mean, th- does the, the pathway of Nebraska getting a bull get a lot easier with a win? Sure. Does it keep alive any hope of the West? Certainly. But, no, I, I don't think this is a must hit this win or the bull hopes are dead. Tyler, you're the only person that's seen this team play through five games and still thinks that Nebraska's contending for the West. You know what? It, it Tell me who the good team is out of the Big Ten West. I'll tell, tell you who's the, not the good team out of the West. It, what, Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue, Minnesota? Uh, I I mean, who who is the team that you say right now we can't do? I mean, right now it sucks. We're 0-2 in the Big Ten. A win here gets us to 1. I mean, we could very be easily going into november four and two in the big 10 west who knows what happens i don't know I, i'm looking at bull eligibility i am not looking at past i'm not that. saying i'm, I'm just say, trying I'm to say, get to bull eligibility I, i'm not saying we're going to win the west i'm just saying it's a must this is a must win if that is our ambition if our ambition is to make a bull i still think there's plenty of winnable games like all hope isn't lost if we lose to illinois so i'll put you know maybe in that locker room their goal is to win the big 10 that's admirable, right? Go go win the Big Ten if you can. I think from a fan perspective, I would say 95% of the fans would be sure. content with just winning a bowl game or sure. getting to a bowl game. I agree. I, I don't disagree with that. I'm just – you asked me if I think it's a must win, and I, I don't think it's a must win to make a bowl. All right. Derek? I, I believe this is absolutely a must win game. If you want to salvage this season and make it look – and you want to get bowl eligible – I think you have to start with this team. This is not a good team right now. They're not playing good ball, and you have to win this one. And I get that we're not playing the best ball either, but if you're going to turn a corner and you're going to start winning games, it has to start right here. 
I just I think you, you have go- to be able to go on the road in the Big Ten and steal a game. Sure. I mean, if if you're not going to steal this one, I don't know if you're going to steal the one in Michigan State. I mean, I think that there's a lot. So I think I talked about the Northwestern game after a bye. I think that the bye, win, lose, draw, is going to be a very big week for development on this team. And it, it, there's a lot that can happen in the second half of the season. I, I this this game here is a tipping scale for both teams. Like we're both sitting at two and three. We're both we're both just trying to get to the bowl eligibility, and both teams need this game. I, I guess it's a must win for probably both teams. Well, and unfortunately, only one of them can win it. Well, but. I I will give you Illinois because Illinois, after this game, they have they go on the road to Maryland, which probably isn't looking like a winning winnable game, and then they go they have Wisconsin at home, who might be the best team in the West. Um, I mean, if you have, yeah, but their their last four games are fairly winnable. But them. but I, I my my point is before their bye, I mean, if they lose this game, they they very likely will lose the next two. Where in Nebraska, if we lose, we get a bye, we get a chance for the coaches to help, and very likely we can go out there and win win the next two. I mean, I I just don't I don't want to see, and I don't I don't like our chances if we're trying to win a get to a bowl game. And having to beat those last three teams: Maryland, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Like, like you're right. You only need, Iowa to, win looks you only need to win one of them. If- I, I get that. I get that. And in Iowa, looks beatable. But if you're sitting there at five and six at that point, I, I don't know that you're going to beat Iowa to make the bowl game. I mean, I, I mean, who knows? I, I think you have better chance of beating Iowa if you're or if you're already bowl eligible because you got nothing to lose. You're already major season goal. I, I, I don't, I don't like having to go into Iowa with the making a bowl on the line. I, I just, you know, it, it, again, the, the, the whole, I, I'm not a big fan of the must win type game. Cause if you look at a lot of games on the schedule, you're like, man, we got to win this one. We got to win this one. Uh, any game that you're favored or within a two point, you're like, man, that that's a must win. I, so I, I generally don't go. I just, I believe there is a path to a bowl that if Nebraska loses, this is not a throw the season down the toilet, the season's over. There is still a very obtainable path I, I th- to a bowl. I, I, I think your percentages drop drastically if you lose this I mean, game. does it? I mean, right now are we like a 55% chance to make a bowl, in my opinion? And does it drop below 50? Probably, but it doesn't go to like 5%. It is isn't not like five. I say it goes down about twenty five percent. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a must win. I think you have to go steal this one. Uh, because I don't even know if we can go four and zero over these next uh, four games. The way that this team has played this year, I mean, three and one might be the peak over the next four games. Through five games, Tyler, I know you're cringing over here, but which game would you say that Nebraska has played good in? I mean, I don't think... There's one game that comes to mind, right? We've played good football in one game. Northern Illinois has one win on the year. Sure. No, I mean, I I hear you. But Louisiana Tech wasn't a bad game. I mean, we were... were, Again, we talked about this at at nauseum. We won by two touchdowns. Could have easily been four touchdowns. Uh, Minnesota was, was a game that got away, uh, that, that game very should have been a Nebraska victory. 
And then you look at the Colorado game, which we turned that ball over so much. If we protect that, maybe we don't win, but that's a hell of a lot closer. And then Michigan, who very well could be the best team in college football. So I... I, I you know what I keep hearing from you? is Scott Frost. We're this close. And I got my fingers... My thumb and my uh, forefinger up, like this close. We're this close. I, I just think. <laughs> speaking, speaking of which, I don't know if you guys heard this, but Tony White said this was the best practice. I ever. heard that today. He said this is the best practice we've had in pads. I'm like, oh, my God. He's been watching Scott Frost tape. I mean, it's not, not the right tape. I I just, I, I know this season hasn't gone the way we wanted it to. I We'll get to this game. I just, I, I think. I'm not saying that, I, I don't know. I'm not saying the season's gone the way I expected it to, but this is about where I had Nebraska. Yes. Right I, I had us three and two at this juncture. I had us two and three. I, I did. So, I mean, so, so, so this is exactly where you thought we'd be. It, it is. I thought we'd be three and three after I, the bye. I, I, and I, I, remember, I remember being called out by somebody on Twitter because I said I thought we'd lose to Colorado. And then turn around and beat Iowa at the end of the season. And that's still a likely scenario well, or a possible scenario. Not likely, Nostrad- possible Nostradamus scenario. Derek over here. He saw the future. But you know what? Again, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I am not as down on what Nebraska has been this juncture in the season. Michigan was not, was certainly the, the, the worst moment of the season. But Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm with you, Tyler. I, I'm with you. I I, I think the, that Louisiana Tech game, like it could have easily been forty-two to seven. It wasn't, but it could have easily been. Yeah. The Colorado game didn't go the way I thought it would. But the turnover, but, it was so. Turnover but it didn't. Driven. It didn't shock me to lose that game because that I knew that offense was going to be explosive. All right, guys, how do you think the Nebraska Illinois game will uh, play out on Friday night, Derek? Well, I, I think I, I think it's going to be a lot of rushing from Nebraska. I think I think Illinois will struggle to stop the rush. I think it'll be a close game for most of it. I, I think Nebraska will end up pulling a wave towards the end, though. Okay, Tyler. So uh, Illinois on the season has averaged two points in the first quarter, and Nebraska has averaged a whopping. I believe the number is one point something. I was trying to pull it open, but I think the only game we scored in the first quarter was Northern Illinois. So this is not going to get off to a fast start. I think it's going to be a very slow burn into this game. I think it's going to be a highly competitive game. I do not see either team really getting up. I think this is a four-quarter battle. Um, Nebraska will run the ball well. I think Illinois will get a couple plays with Isaiah Williams and Luke Altmeyer. Uh, to keep it back and forth, but yeah, I think this is a not a high scoring game, lower scoring uh, affair, and it's going to be a slow burn. I, I take the first half unders, put it that way. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> hey, you, you know what's really crazy is I was talking to a guy at work today, and he was looking at some of the uh, the gambling going on in the game already, and ninety one percent of the people are betting the over in this game. Really. And I, yeah, that blew me away. I'm like, really? Neither team has been shown. Neither team has scored. Like, neither team has proven that they can score offensively very well. So it just shocks me that you think all of a sudden scoring explosions hit. coming out. Yeah, yeah, I just don't see it. 
If I was to bet this game, I'd be betting the under. But yeah. Oh, again, the over under is forty three. I'm not sure what that first half under is, but I will be definitely checking it after this podcast. Uh, I I kind of fear like a sloppy looking game, just like really bad football. I think it'll be a close game uh, throughout, but I just I foresee a lot of bad football being played in this. Uh, possibly penalties, possibility of turnovers. Uh, I don't know. But I think uh, Nebraska, I think they can get it done there in the fourth quarter if they don't choke. (laughs) But bold predictions, Tyler. I think this is going to be Nebraska's first overtime game of the season. Oh. So. Friday night action. Friday night, long game. So hopefully you don't get too tired. Don't drink too much, Justin. Start pace yourself. I want you to see the <laughs> overtime. <laughs> Remember the Penn State Illinois overtime, the two point conversion wow. fest. Yeah. Not not that was, saying that, that was early in the day too. I mean, if that was at night, I would have been passed out by the third overtime. Derek, what is your bold prediction? All right, my bold prediction is I believe Henrik Harburg and Anthony Grant will both surpass 100 yards rushing in this game. Okay. I uh, I like that. I, I kind of had that written down as a possibility. Uh, I don't want to copy you because I do agree with you there. I'm going with Timmy Bleakroad kicks a field goal in this game. I think he gets the field goal. So, I mean, the coaches uh, have basically said it sounds like they're riding with Tristan. You, do you think you, I'm not you buying think, it? I'm not buying it. Are you now? Are you not buying it that uh, he won't kick a field goal? Or do you think he's going to miss a field goal and get pulled? Uh, I think at some point. Well, chances are he's going to miss a field goal and get pulled. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I think Blake. You know, I, I, is, go ahead. I, I got to tell you. I, I got to tell you. I so I was thinking about this the other uh, the other day. I don't think there's any person I feel worse for than Timmy Bleakroad. Like that guy came in last year, made nine of 12 field goals and 34 out of 35 extra points, did his job. He wasn't the best at it, but he did it and he did it well enough to keep everybody happy. And he's sitting here on the sidelines watching his kid go one for four. And the coaches still will not give him the time of day. Yeah, like that's gonna be a, that's gonna be miserable for that kid. Well, I mean, where's the accountability? The coaches want to pull Anthony Grant for putting the for fumbling the ball. Yeah, they literally didn't play him against Colorado. No, yeah. one snap they didn't play him after that. And Tris Delvano has one job, one job, and he's and he's not, not good at it right done. now. He's just not good at it right now. No, he's, I, I think he can get better. I think it's like mental. he's a, he's a it's young be kid. Mental at this point. He's a young kid. He he'll get better. So. But, do you remember when Blake Connor Cole, 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 at least serviceable. Uh, when Connor Culp, you know, he had that great year in 2019. He was a stud. All Big Ten. Yeah. No, 2020. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. 2020. Because I, I was with no crowd. Yep, no crowd. 2020, he just kills it. The following year, once he's in front of the crowds, uh-oh, here comes the yips, and he couldn't make anything to save his life. I mean... You know what? Tristan Vano may be one of those dudes that is like lights out in practice, but he, it just doesn't translate in front of crowds. 
But that, and that's on the coaching. The coaching needs to figure yeah. that out quickly. If if that's the case, like, I mean, I'll tell you this much: if we end up losing this game because Tristan Alvano misses kicks, and I don't think we will. I I, I don't think it's going to be like that. I I have probably more faith on him to fix it than you guys do, or at least I have more faith in the coaches to to identify the right correcting actions here. I I but. Yeah, that that would be a bad look for this coaching staff. I agree. Uh, okay, we're going to get into score predictions, but I need to ask about the quarterback situation because it's ever so fluid. Who do you think starts and who will... Uh, <laughs> I'll answer the own question there. Will, <laughs> will Henrik Harburg finish the game, play a complete game? Derek. Uh, I believe Henrik Harburg definitely starts. I do think this is a game, after, after listening to the coaches speak about Jeff Simmons looked so great this week in practice, I do think you'll see him. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Harburg will finish the game. I, But I, th- I think there will be a series or two for Jeff Sims. Okay. Tyler? You know, I, I really don't know, guys. I, I really don't know. Two weeks ago, I thought we'd see both quarterbacks. Um, I thought it was going to be likely last week. I thought we'd see both quarterbacks, but I thought Jeff Simpson was going to start. I came out here and said that I'm to the point now that the coaches keep saying Jeff Simpson looks better, looks better. It seems like they want to keep him engaged, but they just put Harburg out there. Uh, and it's not like Harburg has lit the world on fire. There's been plenty of chances to give Jeff Simpson some snaps. So I, I just don't think they're being completely genuine with what they're planning on doing at quarterback. So if I don't know, I don't have a strong feel on this. If you had asked me a week ago, I would have said for sure. But I, I'm starting to lean more towards this is a complete game for Harburg. Yep, I agree. All right, Derek, let's get into score predictions. All right, well, I'll agree with Tyler, and I think it's a very low-scoring first half. Uh, second half, I, I think we wear them down with the run game, and I think we run away with it a little, a little bit, and we win 28-10. 2810. 2810 corn. All right, Tyler. Well, like I said, I think this is an overtime affair. I think Nebraska wins in overtime. Uh, Alex Bullock, late touchdown to win in overtime. Calling that shot there. Uh, I'm going to go Nebraska 28, uh, uh, Illinois 21. 28-21. All right. That's going to be three for Nebraska here. I have Nebraska edging out Illinois 20 to 17 late in the game. Tyler, I know you are shocked here. I really is wide open. I mean, I mean, guys, if you could see behind the scenes, like all week, Justin's like, oh yeah, we're not winning this game. Like there's, oh yeah. I I even asked him for a score prediction earlier this week. We had to try to, and they told me it was going to be. I think 20 to 17. 20 to 13, Illinois. 20 to 13, Illinois, yeah. Yep. Yep, I, I, sw- I swapped it around. Hey, look, as I dug into Illinois, there's a lot of problems with this Illinois team. They and I kept trying to bring the- that up to you. I, I was I was trying to allude to that with some of our text messages. Sometimes you have to see it with your own eyes, Derek, because I know that you, you, know, you got 28 to 10 over here, and I'm not seeing that. I think uh, it's going to be... Very close. I'm with Tyler. It's going to be very close. But uh, put put some respect on Toledo. Like let, let put Toledo. some respect. Jesus put- Christ, would you stop with Toledo? <laughs> hey, I will say though, I'm going to show my notes right here. 
I actually had 2017 Illinois before we recorded. Well, I'm glad you came to the right side. Now, I did. Now, I don't know if that's a good thing for Nebraska fans because no, we're about to get death. the games of the week. So, which we are. Oh now, God, we have not Maybe. changed the name of the segment to Fade Justin segment because if you would have faded Justin all You'd year, rich, you would be able to retire. So I tipped my hand in the opening segment when I was talking about Illinois being 0-5 against the spread. Same as me last week against the spread in the games of the week. I actually did it. I did it, guys. I went 0-5 against the spread last week in our can, games of the week. Can you please start posting our picks out so all of our listeners no, no. Can, can see it's embarrassing. and make money? Like, <laughs> so help, let me put it this way. Help I them. Five, if you want to make, two on you know end. what? If you want to make money, you can listen to the show. Oh, no, yeah, be nicer to our audience. They they deserve some free money. <laughs> so Tyler, well, you, if, they're, if they're listening, they'll get it anyway. Tyler, you actually had a good week for once. This is yeah. your best week. This is your first winning week. It Four was. and one last week. You're ten and thirteen and two on the year. Derek, you had your first losing week of the year. Two and three, not terrible. You're thirteen, ten and two. On the season, so coming for you, uh, Derek. Yeah, I mean, you got a ways to go yet. God, where do I? What does that make me then? What, what are you at, Justin? <laughs> I think five you're eighteen from... and two. <laughs> <laughs> five eighteen and two. If you flip that around, eighteen and five. Oh my God, mega bucks right there. Yeah, I mean, just fade Justin. That's why. That's the new segment. That's that's the new. That's the new top, that's the new headline for the segment. Listen fade to the Justin. Fade Justin segment. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I, 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 you don't I, even I, have confidence. You're about to say, let me turn this thing around. You know, no, like, I, I have zero confidence. <laughs> so He's a first game, number man. twelve. Number twelve, Oklahoma versus Texas at the Cotton Bowl. Texas six and a half point favorites. Derek. All right. This game. It's tough. It's it's the Red River shootout. I don't care if anybody ever calls it. It'll always be the Red River shootout to me. Um, man, I, I tell you what. I, I think Oklahoma's getting a little disrespected here. I, they're playing pretty good ball. They're scoring a lot of points. And defensively, they're playing a lot better than what you expect an Oklahoma team to play. Uh, Texas is playing great ball, too. I get it. They're riding still high off that Alabama win. Uh, I, I, I just, I, I think, uh, Oklahoma finds a way to at least cover this, if not win this game. I, 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 Oklahoma's playing good ball too. Tyler. I'm with you on everything you said. My, my, my notes here said disrespecting Oklahoma. I think there is like a foregone conclusion that Texas is going to win the big 12. And uh, as the wise elder statesman of uh, college game day, Lee Corsett says, not so fast, my friends, because, I think Oklahoma has something to prove. I'm not sure they're going to win this game, but I think they can cover the six and a half spread. So you both have OU. I have Texas in this game. I like the way Texas has been playing. They surprised the shit out of me this year. There's a win for us, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler's pumping his fist saying one and oh, one and oh. Okay. Yeah. Texas actually impressed me. You know, even the, the, uh, Kansas game last week, even though that uh, Jalen Daniel didn't play. Uh, this is a great win. 
Uh, all right, 23 LSU minus 6.5 at number 21 Missouri. Derek. Uh, so I, I got to tell you, it, it really bothers me that LSU is still ranked with two losses. It, it, it's the SEC biased. I don't think they should be ranked. Missouri's playing pretty good ball. I, I At home, Missouri covers this easy, I think. Mizzou. I mean, Tyler. If you want to talk about the best games of last weekend, look no further than LSU Ole Miss. Because, yeah. boy, God, that was a fun game. Uh, LSU hasn't probably been a team a lot of people thought. I think some people had them as an outside college football playoff team. Um, Missouri right now is undefeated. Um not really a very impressive slate of victory so far this year. Probably their most impressive would be uh, K-State at home, which they won by a field goal. I think the 5-0 and is a little bit fake. Uh, their one SEC victory is against Vanderbilt, which doesn't really count. So I do think LSU writes the ship a little bit here, and they do cover the six points. I'm with Derek. I'm taking Missouri here. LSU for... <laughs> Tyler, yeah. Stop pumping your fist, man. Uh, yeah, LSU, two losses on the year. Eh, they're good losses, I guess, but give me Mizzou. Maryland at number four, Ohio State. Ohio State's 20-point favorites. Derek? All right, I, I, t- I tell you, I know I've been a little harsh on Ohio State this year. They're playing, but they're they're playing really good defense, and their offense is still scoring points. Maybe not to the extent that I thought they would, uh, but but I th- I think this is where Maryland falls down and gets hurt, and I got Ohio State covering this game. I think Ohio State's still head and shoulders above what Maryland. Tyler, yeah, Derek. I mean, Ohio State just seen in consecutive weeks Penn State steamrolling Iowa, Michigan doing this to Nebraska. I think this is their turn to put a statement game on. I think they go out there and put it all over Ohio State. So I got Ohio State covering this 20 points. I'm serious, guys. I have Maryland in this game. I'm not trying to <laughs> hit you. I have Maryland. Maryland's offense has been pretty darn good this year. Uh, Ohio State, they haven't been tearing up the scoreboard as much as what I thought. So I think that 20 points is just a tad too much. I think Ohio State's easily going to win this game. But 20 points might be a little much. Uh, this is going to be a fun game. Number 20, Kentucky at number one, Georgia. Georgia's 14 and a half point favorites. Derek. All right. I, I'm going to say this, and this is going to be a bold statement, but Georgia might be one of the most disappointing teams for me so far this year. They've str- they seem to have struggled a lot of times. They're not blowing teams out. They're still a good team. I'm not saying they're not a good team. But I think Kentucky finds a way to 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 cover this spread. I they'll stay in this game. Kentucky's playing good ball right now. Tyler, yeah, I mean you're kind of getting to the point with Georgia that it's like, okay, when are they going to turn back into the Georgia that we know? Um, and and you're right about Kentucky playing football, but I I, I kind of go back. I think last last week was probably a little bit too close for comfort with them. I think that they probably get a little bit better week of practice, a little bit extra focus this week, and. A ranked versus ranked matchup in the SEC. I think they come out to make a statement, and I like Georgia to win this game and cover. But Georgia's not blowing out any. They're not blowing out anybody in the SEC. This They're not year. yet. 
Kentucky's yes. been playing good. I mean, they had a great win uh, against Florida last week. A really good win against Florida. They look good. <laughs> why is Derek? Why are you flipping me off here? Just keep fin- you're fin- gonna- finish your sentence. You're gonna- <laughs> finish your sentence, Justin. Because I am rolling with Kentucky. Fourteen and a half. Now, if this game was thirteen and a half, I may uh, go the other way. But give me the hook. Fourteen and a hook, Kentucky, baby. Come on, guys. Give me give me a little bit of credit here, okay? <laughs> number ten, Notre Dame, six and a half point favorites at number twenty five, Louisville. Derek. Well, I'm riding with my boy. I'm riding with him. Notre Dame, baby. Notre Dame. No, I, I, we've talked about him week in and week out. It seems like uh, Sam Hartman's my guy. I, I like him. I, I'm, I'm still not buying in Louisville. I, it's, it's awesome what Jeff Brom's done so far this year. Five and zero, oh, they look good. I, but they're not going to do it against Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame covers this. Great pick. I have Notre Dame also, Derek. We are <laughs> once again on the same side of victory. Is that all five games? No, it is not. Well, oh, okay. And, we but what, what it is all five games of Justin fade, Tyler fading Justin, because I listened to this segment and it is called fade Justin. And coincidentally, I feel very good about my picks. Go out Louisville. Notre Dame struggled a little bit with Duke last week. I do like what Jeff Brom's doing there. Um, this this is the most stay away game for me. I I won't bet this game. So uh, the least amount of confidence, but. I do think that Louisville finds a way to keep it close. I, I really wish this would be seven or seven and a half. Um, but I, I do think it's going to be about a touchdown game, and I could see Louisville be on the right side of that touchdown. Okay. All right. Well, may the best man win. And I feel like I have a fighting chance this week. <laughs> I, I really like my picks this week. So You better. God damn it. <laughs> Does, does it make you feel better if he likes his picks or if he's like, I really don't know? Like, him having confidence almost makes it worse. I, he He's just better. That's all I got to say. Because he picked way too many games with me. Yeah, so he what, better... It's going to be a whole new race next week on Fade Justin. Well, you know, yeah. Never mind. I, I, will say, I will say this. He can't go 0-1-5 two weeks in a row. I would be impressed. I would be impressed, I, I'd be, too. I would be very impressed. If I'd go 0 5, I'm hitting, uh, I don't know. I was going to say flip a coin, but shoot, I'm just take the opposite of what I, go what my Costanza. brain says. George <laughs> Costanza all the way. Uh, all right, let's get out of here. This was a fun episode. Let's uh, beat the shit out of Illinois. Special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuscast on Twitter at Husker Cuscast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcast. Hit that subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go Big Red. Go Big Red.